Well, by all accounts, according to the various machinery in front of me, we are live. A little too much mic in my life. There we go. We are live. It is Monday night. You know what that means, guys. This ain't new, baby. It's the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, Chris Schreier. And what is this? Why, it's the delightful drums and intro sounds of our theme song, Link Ray Gun. And none other than the Curry Brothers. Take it away, Rob. into it uh i just noticed i've got a new notification on the youtube machine moderation activity is now hidden this includes messages that are held for review or removed by you or a moderator and users who are put in a timeout or hidden well pleased to say i've never had to put a user in timeout i mean i guess if it was necessary but it never has been anyway i digress you did not need to hear that little bit of sausage making but now you have and we can't take it back. So you've got it, I've got it, we've all got it now, and it is, as I say, Monday Night Toronto Beer Podcast. Me, your host, Chris Schreier. Where was I going with all that? I don't know. I'll tell you this, friends. I will tell you this. I am excited. You know why I'm excited? Because I'm going on holiday. Not going on holiday. That makes it sound like I'm going somewhere. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm going to be on holiday next week for the March break. Kids are off school. I get holiday at work i thought well that'll be nice take off the same week that they're off we'll get to do some stuff together we got some plans i got i got plans baby i got plans uh and i i i always caution people um especially around my workplace you'll hear this a lot oh i just wish this day was oh i wish this week was over oh i wish this month was over i say you know what don't wish your days away because they're precious you gotta make the best with the day that you can that said, there's nothing wrong with being excited about something coming up and looking forward to it. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I am very excited for this holiday. It's going to be great. You want to know what we're doing? I'll tell you. We've got some things lined up. The second Saturday, well, let's actually go chronological. The first Saturday, a.k.a. five days from now, it's the uh, Rugby Awards Celebration Banquet at the club. Going to go. Uh, hang out with some friends, drink uh, what I can only imagine is going to be a, a very irresponsible amount of alcohol and uh, have a great old time. I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh, <laughs> Sunday, probably going to have a bit of a sore head because that's the trade-off. But uh, Sunday will be fun. Sunday, if I make it, I'll be, I started singing in the choir at my church. Can you believe that? Never knew I was going to be a choir boy, but there I was, singing in the choir. And I enjoyed it, too. Highly recommend singing in a group. Man, singing in a group is great. It doesn't matter what the context is. Just sing with people. It's fun. It's very connected, I find. Then in the week, well, what have we got coming down the pike in the week? I mean, a couple of things, but uh, the main things I'm looking forward to, I think I'm going to declare beach day one of those days where we pretend that we are somewhere warm and eat tropically things and drink tropically things and wear board shorts and Hawaiian shirts and just pretend like it's a we're on holiday in the Caribbean 
or somewhere. That's fun to do. You know, make your memories. And uh, Wednesday is the premiere of the third season of Ted Lasso. I would hope most people have come across that program by now. I realize it's on Apple TV. Not everyone's got all the streaming platforms. But if you have access to it, Ted Lasso is a very, 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 very good program, and I highly recommend it. And the third season drops on Wednesday, so it's going to be Ted Lasso Day in our house. We're going to watch it. We're going to dress up as our favorite characters. I'm going to be Coach Beard, but don't tell them that. They don't know that yet. That's my family I'm talking about out there. I suspect my son will be Ted. Don't know about my wife and uh, daughter. I'm assuming one of them will be Keely and one of them will be Rebecca, but that's just a guess. Don't know. They can pick whoever they want. Uh, but uh, that's going to be a ton of fun. Thursday, I think we're going to the zoo. And then Friday, and this is uh, related to what uh, what we're drinking tonight. Friday is the 17th of March, which uh, hopefully, if you're uh, an adherent to the beer culture, you know that is St. Patrick's Day, referred to by some snarky uh crusty old people like myself as amateur night tends to be a bit of a mess at the bars uh, but still a fun day to celebrate and uh, and then of course Saturday is super Saturday for the Six Nations gonna watch Ireland uh, hopefully vying for a grand slam a very well deserved grand slam at that but we are getting ahead of ourselves now I've told you what I'm doing with the week we did pass over St. Patty's PSA tonight by the way it's gonna be about that but in the meantime, I thought we would drink a stout. This is Kuro. Kuro, I don't know. There's a line over the O. I don't know what that does to the O. Does it make it O-ier? Kuro. Uh, this is a nitro dry stout from Godspeed. It is an homage to the very first beer that Bim ever made on his system, which was a stout. It was this, basically. Uh, it was a gong show. It took over 30 hours to uh, successfully complete the brew, which is altogether too long. Uh, a brew should be more like four to five. <laughs> 30 is significantly more than that. Uh, but uh, in in memory of that and in in uh, acknowledgement of that, they 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 still recreate Kuro. This one, though, as noted, it's uh, it's it's I was gonna say carbonated, and and there right away we have a problem with language uh, because what you and I would think of as being carbonated in this case, it was not uh, carbonated; it was uh, nitronated. I suppose is how you would say it. Uh, <laughs> The gas used to uh, pressurize the beer in the can is nitrogen, not carbon dioxide. Now, it's not uncommon in draft that you get um, uh, what they call beer gas, which is a mix of carbon dioxide with a bit of nitrogen. Uh, the air you breathe, incidentally, I believe is about 30% nitrogen. <sighs> I just breathed some nitrogen. Didn't do me any harm. Uh, it doesn't do anything for you. You just breathe it in and breathe it back out. But uh, anyway, nitrogen's around. It's a totally normal thing. But uh, you will often get stouts or beers that you want to be extra creamy will be, what did we say? Nit nitronated? Nitronated? Uh, the gas will be nitrogen. There will still be some carbon dioxide in there because, well, I guess if, depends on how you produce it, I suppose. I don't know if this beer has 
carbon dioxide in it or not, but it definitely is nitro. And here's the interesting thing about nitrogen. If you're used to Guinness uh, tins with the widget, hey, that's cool. Um, incidentally, if you really want to blow your mind, look up the science behind how that widget works. It's crazy. But anyway, I'll tell you this. When they put the widget in the can, there's no nitrogen in it. It's just the widget. The nitrogen finds the widget and fills it. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, this beer uh, is nitrogen, but it does not have a widget. They recommend that you pour it vigorously. That said, uh, Say What and County Durham have been doing uh, nitro cans of beer a lot recently, and they actually even suggest that you give it a little shake up, agitate it. Like, uh, not like a paint can, but, you know, invert it and revert it a couple of times. Then be careful. I can already feel the can's getting a bit harder. There's going to be a little activity. And kids watching at home, this one's for you. This is going to be a big pour. I'm going to back up a little bit just in case there's a real explosion. There shouldn't be, but just in case. Yeah, there we go. So my hand got a little beer on it. Cost of doing business. But now what we're going to do, normally, you know, you see me, I, I give it quite a good angle. We're not. We're pouring right down the barrel. Vigorous. Vigorous. Now, you can see my glass is not particularly clean. That happens. That is a good looking stout. Nice, generous, dense, tan head. Black body, disturbingly dirty glass. I did genuinely think about actually cleaning this before that, but I thought it's a stout. You won't be able to see through it, but you can still see the edges. So, uh, Curo Dry Nitro Stout. So, dry style stout, dry English, dry Irish. Don't know if they necessarily care. Uh, Godspeed, which one it is. This is a Godspeed stout. It's a Japanese stout. Uh, light beer. Funny enough, I uh, bet you think of stouts as being a meal in a glass, and I know we've talked about this before. Stouts are a meal in a glass if the sort of meal that you like to eat is quite light. <laughs> it's like a continental breakfast in a glass. Uh, <laughs> they're, uh, they're light. They're light beers uh, for a couple of reasons, one of which is they tend uh, to be lower in alcohol. I believe this one's like 4.5. Uh, Guinness, for instance, 4.2, 4 totally normal for a dry English stout or Irish stout, dry stout. Let's just say dry stout. Try and remember to do that for the rest of the show. Um, yeah. So lower alcohol. So right away, lighter beer. Uh, but then people go, oh, no, 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 but it's about the body. But have you ever put one in your mouth? The body's quite thin. And the reason why is because they use a very high proportion of darkly roasted malts, which tend to uh, produce less body in a beer. Now, the exception to this, uh, well, there's two exceptions. One is as soon as you move into sweet stouts or imperial stouts, whole different ball of wax. Um, significantly higher alcohol tends in the imperials. Uh, sweet stouts often have lactose, which, as we've discussed, doesn't ferment out. So you have quite a bit of uh, sugar weight in there. But a, a dry stout is quite a light beer. Now, because you drink with your eyes and it's black and you can't see through it, you tend to think, oh, that's that's a crazy big beer. Uh, also, if what you're used to drinking, I think a lot of that comes out of the fact that people who say that also tend to just drink cold yellow beers. And so stouts have a whole array of different flavors that you're not used to, which maybe tricks you into thinking, oh, there's a lot going on here. It's a it's a heavy beer. It's not a heavy beer by uh, 
by literally every definition except for color. Uh, these are light beers in the sense of color. Obviously, they're quite dark, uh, about as dark as you can get They're They're for the most part black. As is this one trying to turn it so that the cleanest part of the glass is showing. But look at that. Oh, that's so filthy. That's got to be soap residue. Um, anyway, little background on stouts. And of course, as as noted, stouts are very popular in Ireland. That's why for St. Paddy's Day, we're talking about drinking a stout. I also happen to have this in my fridge and think it's real good. So that's why we're having it. So anyway, let's uh, let's give it a sniff. I have had this have I have had this beer before. I haven't really deconstructed it mentally. So uh, we're going to do that right now. Mm. Got to agitate. The head's pretty dense, but I'm getting some nice roasty smells off of it. interesting super chocolatey some stouts tend towards chocolate some stouts tend towards coffee this one seems to be tending towards chocolate by the way in that discussion about weight it just occurred to me you can have a dry stout that has oatmeal in it that will make it heavier put a put a pin in that doesn't matter i don't think this beer has oats in it not sure but i don't think so Time will tell. Uh, time will tell as in when I look it up. Yeah, anyway, so back to this. Uh, <laughs> definitely on the chocolatey side, sort of like uh, like cocoa-y. Uh, not like milk chocolatey. There is obviously always going to be a bit of both. There is some coffee to this as well. But sometimes you get that really like freshly roasted bean. That's not what I'm hitting here. This is more like the beverage coffee. Trying to catch if I can get the hops. Sometimes you actually get a nice hoppy presence. Not in like a IPA way, but just in an existent way. Oh, there's our friend Ben Johnson. Newly, not newly, reminted uh, podcaster. Do you listen to Ben's podcasts this week? There was two. I listened to them both. Uh, they came out this past Thursday. I actually just finished the Steve Abrams one uh, today. It was great. It was really good. Aside from the fact, Ben... And I know you're watching right now. You got to work on those levels, man. Way too quiet. <laughs> or I got to uh, use a podcast player that uh, uh, normalizes audio because his is way down. Um, ben says, so minty. I have n no idea what that means, but there we go. We're working on it. Oh, yeah, I was saying about the hops before Ben Johnson distracted me. I'm not really getting anything. I thought I was getting something a little herbal, but I should just stick it in my mouth and see what happens. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to stick it in the old taste hole. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, so minty. I said newly minted. Good one, Dad. Thanks for that. Ben's cracking dad jokes on my podcast. It's great. Uh, I want another sip of this and then we'll talk. Maybe. Maybe I'll just end the podcast and drink it because it's that good. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's what we got going on. Really, really good dry stout. I mean, definitely chocolate. 
I am getting herbal notes now. Uh, chocolate, a bit of coffee, this herbally thing couldn't exactly put a specific on it. It's leafy, hoppy, herbally, um, but it's definitely there. There's a uh, enough hop that it dry stits are dry. <laughs> that means they have low sugar content. Fair. They also have roasted malts, which can be um, a, a bit bitter themselves. This has both those characteristics, but it also clearly has a hop bitterness. Again, not like an IPA. I'm not talking that. It's just compared to, well, even my beloved Guinness, which I'm quite fond of. Um, Guinness also has some hop bitterness to it, but it's it's not the key bittering factor in the beer. In the case of, of Guinness, it's the malts are, are the main bitterness uh, that you, you taste. In this, there's 100% uh, some hoppy bitterness, which is fantastic. There's something else going on in here. Mmm. Like walnuts? Not, it's not, it's not nutty, but there's like a... Yeah, maybe a walnutty kind of, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with walnuts. On the... On the finish, you get this walnutty uh, kind of taste with that very. I'm wondering, actually, hang on. The hops might be kind of, kind of throwing my senses off here. One second. I think I'm going to be a little bit more generic. It's a nuttiness, but yeah, have you ever noticed uh, walnuts can be kind of bitter um not not in a bad way but just sort of an astringent almost kind of uh kind of bitterness to a, a walnut oh there's my delightful wife dishes must be done um i think there's a bit of a nutty quality and it's tree nut it's not peanuts there's that nice okay the beer's not oily but in the taste that profile slightly oily um you know, touching on woody almost. Yeah, walnuts or maybe pecan. Anyway, that's a fairly minor thing. It's just uh, the, the, the main show here, by the way. Chocolate, cocoa specifically. Bit of coffee. Herbally hop. And then, yeah. Yeah, walnut or pecan. Sort of a nutty thing going on. But that's, again, way down on the list. Hang on. I mean, one of the more interesting things about this, uh, given its uh, pedigree. So when you make a stout, you're using black malt in some concentration. That's how it becomes black. Black malts are black because they're I don't want to say burnt because that's got a negative connotation to it, but they're they're dark to the point that they're almost black. So this has a bit of a char taste to it, which is showing up in both the cocoa and the coffee uh, notes. But what's interesting about it is while you can taste that very dark roast, I, I'm going to say there's no smoke to this. And so you can get smoky tastes in stouts that aren't smoked stouts. Like you haven't used smoked malt, but 
that level of darkness in the malt can sometimes give a smoky taste. This one doesn't have any of that, which is just funny because like Bim likes sneaking smoked malt into the most unlikely places. This is a very likely place. And yet there, I believe, is no smoked malt in this. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That's really good. I feel like I'm missing something here. Mm. Incidentally, when I'm not missing, there's no burnt sugar, which, again, sometimes not uncommon in stouts. Sometimes you get sort of a medicinal or a cola-like thing. Not getting really that, which is fine. These aren't criticisms. They're just... I'm trying to unpack. I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, hang on. Mm. Okay. There's something in that hot profile that's just touching I think we're just getting a little pop, maybe of green pepper. Not vegetal. It's not. This isn't an off taste. This is something coming off the hops, and it's. It just adds a little, like, crackle of difference. Yeah. Or actually, hmm. Maybe even. green pepper but maybe even tending a little bit more towards like and here we get into a bit of trouble like a poblano or maybe even the taste of a jalapeno remembering that it's not spicy there's no for one i i don't believe i'm almost positive that there's no peppers in this beer this is a taste coming off the hops and it's there's no spice this is not a spicy beer sometimes you get that hot hot stouts like spicy stouts that's not what's happening here it's just in trying to complete the picture of what this tastes like. Yeah. Like the flesh of a fairly mild green pepper, like a poblano, perhaps. Again, no heat. Just that. How do you describe pepper? Like peppery taste. What does a pepper taste like? It tastes like a pepper. That's what I'm getting. Delicious. So a lot of chocolate, cocoa. Bit of coffee. No doubt herbal kind of quality and a, a very nicely dry hoppy bite uh, some charred malt without being smoky nuttiness a little bit again pecan maybe or, or maybe walnut and uh, just a, a little of uh, of yeah yeah green pepper's not quite right it's more like the taste of a poblano um, which hey I don't know if you ever spend time tasting the differences between peppers, but I highly recommend it. Uh, just watch out for the spicy ones. They can come get you. Um, such a good stout. Let's look it up. Hang on a sec. Well, let's go to the can first. No, uh, there's some Japanese. There's some kanji on. Can't read that. This is Kuro, Nitro Dry Stout. 
Godspeed Brewery, made with Struggle and Love in Toronto, Canada. And that's all she wrote. By the way, what did I say it was? Four point, it's 4.3. I think I said it was 4.5. In that case, I would have been wrong. Curo Stout. Let's see if that gets us there. Oh, there's a very popular Japanese brand, apparently. Curi Curo Dark Chestnut Ale from Hadeji Beer. Anyway, that's not what we're looking at. Hmm. Okay, let's see what they say. There's a lot of text here. Uh, yeah, just telling the story about making the first batch in 2017. Good story. This version of Kuro has a similar approach to its predecessor. Baker's chocolate. That's fair. That's cocoa. -y. Oh, they say hazelnut. Okay. Yeah, well, I can buy that. Faint coffee roast. Yeah, I, again, so slightly disagree. I don't feel like we're getting roasted coffee beans so much as we're getting the beverage coffee, and I really am splitting hairs here, but that's an important distinction, at least in my mouth. Your mouth may vary. And a dry finish. They said, but we've gone ahead and presented this iteration in nitro form. Each can pours jet black, true, with a billowing, cascading lurch of mocha-colored foam, I believe I said tan, that enlivens the beer's silken texture and baffles its rich, malty depth. Yeah, it's interesting they didn't mention, but there's definitely a very nicely roasted malt quality to this. And then apparently the label's very... Um, uh, showing the five elements of Japanese philosophy, earth, water, fire, wind, and void. I like that they have a fifth element. That's great. Uh, yeah, very cool. Okay, well, that's all we need to know. What was it that surprised me? Oh, they, yeah, they said hazelnut. I can buy that. Sure, hazelnut. I'm not sure if I was tasting them blind and I couldn't tell by the texture if I would necessarily be able to differentiate blind between hazelnut and like pecan or walnut like I could tell you that they were different but I don't necessarily know if I could say that one was this one and that one was that one maybe I could maybe I'm underselling myself could happen anyway I'm gonna have another sip of this really delicious stout oh yeah oh that's nice that is nice okay we're gonna attack St. Patrick's Day two different ways. We're going to go with the uh, one that I care less about uh, first and the one that I care more about second. Sound good? Okay. First, people will say to me, they will say to me, Chris, they'll say, I want to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but I don't want to drink a Guinness, that macro beer. What? Local independent brewery should I be buying stout from so I don't have to buy that international multi-billion dollar company swill? And if you're saying that to me, it's very likely I'm not going to recommend you anything. I'm going to push back on the fact that I think Guinness is great just because it's made by a gigantic international brewery doesn't mean that they don't make it well. They make it very well. Uh, in terms of dry stouts, every stout gets measured against Guinness. There are many that you might find 
better to your taste that you prefer, and that's fine. But if Guinness isn't your benchmark, it means you're benchmarking on something that's higher. Uh, Guinness is a perfectly acceptable benchmark. It's a great stout. Yes, it doesn't travel well. As noted, low alcohol, relatively speaking, low hop content. Uh, and it's naturally made, so they're not uh, jacking it full of preservatives. So uh, Irish-made Guinness in Canada tends to be on the old side. Um, that's just a feature of shipping. Um, it doesn't have quite the same depth and complexity that you would get when you say get it in Dublin, but it's still pretty good. Uh, I still drink it semi-regularly. I'll probably be mainly drinking it next weekend uh, because I'll mainly be at the club watching the rugby and that's what they have. So nothing wrong with the Guinness. I highly, highly recommend it. Now, if you're not as down about the fact that it's a multi-billion dollar international conglomerate. You simply want to support local. Uh, I'm there for that. I'm with you. I love that. And you could do a lot worse than uh, Kuro from Godspeed. Uh, I believe Muddy York Stork Derby Stout. Uh, very, 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 very good dry uh, stout. Uh, who else has got one worth talking about? The thing is, this time of year... Oh, pardon me. I would be remiss not to say Keith's... 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 Which always sounds like I'm lisping, but I'm saying Keith's... Uh, uh, Keith's dry Irish stout that you get at the Granite. Just... Like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly how a stout should be. Uh, actually, to be fair, because of its proximity and freshness, really in Toronto, that actually ought to be the benchmark for a dry uh, stout. Um, as far as I know, uh, Granite's made that since, like, the word go. Mary Beth is probably still pushing that stuff out, and it's a hell of a good stout. Um, and then I was going to say, the thing is, this time of year, every brewery is like, oh, we better make a stout for St. Patty's Day, so... Um, with varying degrees of success. Stouts are... They, they land between, like, a pale ale and a pilsner in terms of how much you can hide when you screw things up. Um, they're uh, not as easy in that sense as a pale ale, where you can just theoretically keep adding hops until you've made some new style, which is to say I screwed up and had to make it not taste like garbage. Um... The flip to that is a Pilsner, if it's <laughs> if it's bad when it comes out of the bright tank, it's bad. There's nothing you can do aside from get rid of it. Um, Stouts fall somewhere in between there. You can hide a few mistakes. You can't hide too many. There's not a lot to hide behind, to be fair. Uh, what was I saying that about? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, that, you know, your mileage may vary. Um... If, if it's a brewery that you don't know makes stouts on the reg and you're a little concerned about the quality, maybe don't buy a whole case. Buy two. Start light. Buy a variety and compare them. That's a fun way to spend a St. Paddy's Day. Comparing stouts. I like it. Especially if you include Guinness in the mix. You might be surprised. You could surprise yourself. Uh, that said, I think I still have a little... Yeah, there was a little mouthful of beer left in that can. That's... PSA number one, if you want to support local, I would suggest Muddy York, Godspeed, Granite, um, all others thereafter. Those three are going to knock your socks off. They're fantastic. Can't say enough good things about all three of them. Um, 
the next step. And we need to talk about this and I need a drink to talk about this. This one genuinely, I know I goof, you know, jokes and japes and stuff, but this genuinely is a big issue in my mind. So bear with me. Okay, actually, before we get too heavy, the first thing we have to address is uh, in spelling. Um, so St. Patrick of, um, oh, what was his, he's not of Ireland. Anyway, it doesn't matter. St. Patrick, famous in Ireland, the patron saint, uh, not only of Ireland, but also of um, Cote d'Ivoire and uh, somewhere in the Caribbean. Weirdly, uh, Ivory Coast, if you've ever looked, by the way, their flag is the Irish flag just flipped. So instead of going gold, white, no, green, white, gold, it goes gold, white, green. I think it's the opposite. Anyway, it's just the mirror of the Irish flag. Um, anyway, Patrick or in uh, Gaelic, Padraig, which is P-A-D-R-A-I-G-H, I think. Um, yeah, in in. Well, the thing is, actually, <laughs> I was going to say the, the only way you can shorten that, but that's not true in in other cultures. Uh, there are other ways of shortening that name. But in uh, in Ireland, if you want to be authentic or at least, um, uh, you know, pretend um, uh, Patrick shortens to Patty. But remember that in Ireland, that's Padraig, P-A-D-R. So when you shorten it, it becomes Paddy, P-A-D-D-Y. If you spell St. Paddy's, it needs to have two D's uh, and a Y, uh, followed by an apostrophe and an S. Uh, you can say St. Patrick's, great. St. Paddy's with D's, perfect. Uh, Padraig, sure, if you feel pretentious. Here's where it gets a little confusing to people. Perfectly acceptable abbreviation in uh, in Ireland, St. Pat's, P-A-T apostrophe S, St. Pat's, yep, for sure. Definitely call Patty, Pat. What you can't call Patty is Patty, as in P-A-T-T-Y, T-T, two T's, P-A-T-T-Y, that is what you make a burger out of. That is what a cow leaves in a field. That is uh, what uh, my wife's aunt is called. Uh, that is not the proper abbreviation for Patrick. Uh, and, and so every time I see somebody post happy St. Patty's P A T T Y S, all I can think is they're celebrating the patron saint of burgers, which doesn't sound bad, but doesn't sound like St. Patrick. So that's the first one. That one's not super important. Just know that if you spell it with two P's, two, two P's, if you spell it with two P's, you've got problems. It's not Welsh. If you spell it with two T's, I will judge you. And I will be laughing at you. That will be my judgment. Will be hilarity. Let me have a sip and then we're going to get to the serious one. This one's for real. That one's a little tongue in cheek. I mean, I mean it. Don't spell it wrong. But that doesn't really impact lives. What does impact lives is the importance of words and how we use them. And without couching this at all... If you go out to a bar or if you're hosting a party at your house for St. Patrick's Day, there are two drinks which um, if you want to serve, that's fine. But you need to come up with a different name for them. If you want to drop a shot of what is it? Bailey's into a Guinness or is it Jameson? It's, it's a boiler maker, but uh, you do it in a pint of Guinness with I think it's Bailey's is what people use. And of course, they call it an Irish carbon. 
I think the idea being that like dropping the shot glass is like dropping a bomb into your beer. Uh, here's the thing, friends. Uh, and I'm saying this as somebody who has friends whose parents lived through the troubles in Northern Ireland. Uh, there's nothing funny about Irish car bombs. There's nothing cute. There's nothing whimsical. Uh, Irish car bombs killed a lot of people on both sides, uh, both Republican and loyalist. Uh, they ruined people's lives. They destroyed families. They maimed children. Um, some of the most horrific sectarian violence in Western Europe since the war uh, was uh, executed often with an Irish car bomb in the same way that uh, it wouldn't really be appropriate to refer to a drink as a hijacked airplane or an improvised explosive device for hopefully obvious reasons. Uh, calling a drink an Irish car bomb is, I would like to say at best tone deaf, but no. Best and worst, it's an awful thing to do. It is making light of a thing that was terrible and uh, a real mark of, of pain. Uh, so let's avoid that. The other one that I've more recently learned about, and it is important to be aware, ask questions and keep learning, is the old black and tan, which uh, if you're familiar with in, in Irish context is often a pint of uh, a mix of Guinness and Bass. You put the Bass Pale Ale in first, and then you layer the Guinness in on top. And as we just discussed, because Guinness is actually a lighter beer, uh, it will remain in suspension above the, uh, the Bass. You can do it with Kilkenny, I've seen it done. You can do it with a host of things. It's a Pale Ale on the bottom, a stout on top, black and tan, named after the colors. But in Ireland, uh, in the early 20th century, Black and Tans were the name given to a British force that wore, I believe it was khaki shirts or khaki shorts and black shirts. They were called Black and Tans and uh, they did a great many atrocities uh, to uh, Irish folk and uh, were in general terrible. And so once again, even if you don't understand that that's what you're referencing when you order that drink, well, you've heard me explain it to you now. So now you do. So... Uh, again, what you're doing is um, co commemorating and celebrating um, colonialism in, in its worst form. Uh, and if you're OK with that, th uh, that speaks uh, to a, a much bigger problem on your end. So uh, let's just agree a black and tan as a, as a drink. It's a nice drink, uh, particularly at an Irish bar or in an Irish culture. Asking for a black and tan is not appropriate. Uh, beyond not appropriate, it's offensive and uh, should be stopped. So if you want half pale ale, half stout, you can just use those words. That works. You'll get what you're looking for. If, on the other hand, you want to remind Irish people of their colonial past and the ways that the English oppressed them, go right ahead and use that phrase and don't be surprised if you offend people and are perceived to be sort of an asshole. Uh, because in that context, now that you know that, you are. So no Irish car bombs, no black and tans, please. Those are both things that we need to stop referring to. There are perfectly acceptable ways to order both of those drinks without using uh, phrases or terminology that can cause legitimate hurt for the people that you're interacting with. So let's stop that. Sound good? The lessons we learned today. Uh, it's not St. Patty's with two T's ever, unless you're celebrating the patron saint of burgers. 
and uh, we're not ordering Irish car bombs or black and tans. Neither of those are particularly nice or uh, uplifting things. So that's our PSA today. Uh, if you want to partake in St. Patrick's Day celebrations, I would recommend going out. Everywhere will be doing it. Uh, if you want to know where I'll be on Friday, I'm going to be at home. <laughs> mm. Not entirely true. I'm going to play hockey, but uh, I will not be uh, participating in a bar. I will be having my St. Patrick's Day celebrations on Saturday, the 18th, the day after, when I'm watching the rugby and drinking, as noted, a not insignificant volume of Guinness. It'll be a great, great day. All that said, we need to go. It's getting late. It's almost quarter past nine. I'm going to turn into a pumpkin soon. Oh, ever had a pumpkin stout? Pumpkin stouts are nice, too. If you like pumpkin in your beer. You don't like pumpkin in your beer, you're not going to like a pumpkin stout. But if you do, it's pretty good. Not going to lie. What are we drinking tonight? This is Curo Stout. It is a dry nitro stout from our good friends at Godspeed. By the way, I've mentioned this before, but I don't think I mentioned it tonight. This is the last episode of Season 9. I am not going to podcast next week during March break. I am probably not going to podcast the following week because at that point I'll have been uh, on a pretty heavy weekend and might still be feeling a little bit shaky on Monday. So uh, we're going to take at least, not at least, it will be a two week break, if not less, but it'll likely be a two week break. We will roll back in for season 10. Like the Fast and the Furious, I have reached number 10. And I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. Uh, Yep. So that's what's happening. You're not going to hear from me for a little while. Don't worry. I'm not gone. I'm not pulling a Johnson. I will be back in less than two years, more like two weeks uh, with more delicious beers, maybe some more guests. I know I always say that, but I had a ton of fun last week with Ben. I just like chatting to people. It's a great excuse to have a beer and just just chat. Just chat. Anyone you want to see me chat to? By the way, if it's somebody I don't know, you're going to have to put me in touch. (laughs) But I digress. That's what we're doing. Get your Curo Stout at Godspeed right now online or at the brewery. Great, great option for St. Patty's. Also honorable mentions to Stork Derby Stout from Muddy York and Keefe's Irish Stout from the Granite. And of course, as always, the only beer I have tattooed on my body, it's Guinness. And it's good. Uh, That's what I got. I got to go. I got to go. My brain's melting out of the side of my head right now. Uh, I've had a great time. I'm very thankful that you've all joined me. I hope you have a great night or day or whatever it is when this ends for you. And uh, yeah, we'll talk at you in, well, three weeks, two weeks off, right? So about three weeks Uh, back at it uh, towards the end of March uh, podcasting in season 10. I might call it season X. No, I'm going to call it season 10. Season X just sounds stupid. In the meantime, we still got Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers with us. This is Link Ray Gunn. Link to that record in the description. Check it out. It's a banger wall to wall. Have a good night. (laughs) 